Hello, friends. Today's episode is brought to you by From Within Records. August 2nd, 2023. Warn. More news coming very soon. But until then, if you're not following From Within Records on social media, please boot up your Twitter, your Instagram, click that follow button to stay up to date on all the current news. And like I always say, please support From Within Records because they support us. If you're looking for high quality merch for your band, for your business, please hit up my friends over at Good Fortune Printing out of Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. You can follow them on Instagram at Good Fortune Printing, or if you want to get in contact with them, please email them contact at goodfortuneprinting.com. You can thank me later. Before we get into today's guests, I was in L.A. over the weekend, two different parts of L.A., and I filmed two different interviews in person, which is this new thing that I'm doing out here on the West Coast, because for anyone who's familiar with the channel, I normally film stuff when I travel out to Pennsylvania. We link up with my good friend Jeff from Feet First Productions, and he always makes sure that I look good, I sound good. So for me to do it out here on the West Coast solo, I was a little nervous, right? I, I got this new equipment. I wasn't sure how things were going to work out. But just by chance, the first two uh, came out really well, and I'm excited to put them out in the next couple of weeks. So I hope all of you are excited about it, just like I am, because this is going to be a new thing that I'm doing going forward. Still going to be doing the podcast here in the studio, just like normal. But for the local people, I, I want to try to um, uh, get in person and uh, have it more intimate that way. Or even people traveling through that have time that want to uh, link up and do something, we can make that happen as well. But this weekend was the first time that I did it, and it was fun, and it worked out, and I'm very much looking forward to doing it more in the future. So I hope all of you enjoy it as much as I did. But uh, once again, coming out in a couple weeks, we got a couple more lined up, and it's it's been really fun. So thank you to the people who are willing to do it and have given me the support at the beginning because it's a new venture for myself. So it's, it's, it's really fun to be doing something new here in 2023. But before we get into today's guests, we got Sound and Fury this week, which is amazing. Fury playing, that is a big one. Uh, for anyone like me who lives here in Orange County, that is one of the most exciting things about the fest. Also, the return of Twitching Tongues, Minority Unit, Trapped Under Ice, uh, High Viz is going to be in town. It's going to be wild. And if I'm being honest, I really do like the way that Sound and Fury kind of crafted the week because after shows are or a drag. They're rough. And uh, props to people who still have the energy, who want to go to those types of things. That's awesome. I know there's uh, some sort of thing going on with Fleshwater and Restraining Order, which is sick, because I love both those bands. The new Restraining Order album is... Uh, new Restraining Order album is amazing. Fleshwater sick, so th that's something that's really cool. Uh, but I, I do like that they found this way to make the fest seem bigger uh w w which i think is cool because 
Santa Fury used to just be this weekend thing, but now they crafted this like week long event, which I think is awesome. Kicking it off with the hard lore live, uh, which is awesome over at the uh, branded studios place in LA. And then uh, we got the fest on the weekend and just like so many cool things in between, right? There's the flat spot showcase. There's the kickoff show on Friday with, uh, Never Ending Game, Gridiron, Spinebreaker, uh, New World Man, which is amazing. And, and I think Initiate. So a really cool lineup. And there's just so many cool things going on uh, through the week. So I'm just uh, happy to see that uh, here we are in 2023 and they're still able to make it seem fresh and kind of do something different, right? Because if you look at every other fest, uh, it's just the fest and like an after show or something, or maybe like a pre-show, but for them to take it one step further and do a, a, a week long thing, it's really cool. So shout out to Sound Fury for being able to do, to continue to do awesome things because they have a really long track record of doing great things for the scene. So it's cool that it's finally here. And then also I got to give a big shout out to Indecision Records. They just signed Whirlwind from out here, uh, but they have their fest. They're you know celebrating 30 years of being a record label, uh, which I think is awesome. So for me, so many years later, uh, for from being in the scene and dreaming of being able to see Throwdown and bleeding through on the same bill on the same night, this is going to be amazing. I, I'm I'm so stoked for Friday because I, I I get to see bleeding through. Throwdown, Field of Flames, Cool Side. If, if you guys remember a, a while back, I booked a show. Cool Side was on the bill, but last minute they had to drop due to uh, personal reasons, which I, I, you know, completely understand. No ill will. I still love that band. So when they have that rare appearance, like I got to be there. So for, for for me to be able to have them on that bill, it, it, it's it's going to be amazing. So whether you're going to both nights or just a one night. Um, I, I'm just so happy to be able to support Indecision and see them uh, surviving for so long. It's 30 years. That's three decades. That's, uh, you know, th that means that their label started when I was four years old, which is insane because there was a because like, uh, I'm 34 now. So there was like a, a good chunk of my life where I did not even know hardcore existed. So I didn't find hardcore till I was like a freshman in high school. I was like 14, so it's pretty crazy, but also really cool to see them being able to still be relevant because they have some younger bands signed to the label doing cool stuff. Shout out Change, Major Pain, In Time. So I'm, I'm, I'm so happy to see them have a cool celebration and just knowing uh, that, <laughs> that I get to see Bleeding Through. Because you got to think about it, I can't remember the last time I, I saw Bleeding Through because if I'm being honest, the trajectory that they went and the kinds of tours that they would play, I just wasn't really a fan of. But for them to be able to, to come and play this hardcore thing on this very special night, it, it has me so excited. And it's in the heart of Orange County. So it's it's going to be really cool. So for anyone who's going to be there, I'm stoked to see you. I'm, I'm stoked to see Throwdown. I'm stoked to see Bleeding Through. It's 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 going to be sick. And, and I'm so happy. I, I love hardcore. It's, it's going to be a great week. 
and especially a weekend for hardcore. So for anyone who's traveling, for anyone who's attending Indecision 30 or Santa Fury, have safe or <laughs> have safe, be safe, have fun and just enjoy this week because it's going to be insane. And it's going to be fun to look back on it because it's going to be some crazy times, a lot of cool bands. So I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for this. But before we uh, move on, uh, on today's episode, we had a track on our good friend, Nicole Hooker. She sings for a band called Flowers for Burial. They just put out a new record titled Animus. If you're not familiar, please hit pause. Go boot up your Spotify, your Apple Music, your title, whatever. Stream animus come back here listen to nicole and i talk it was fun we get into fortnite for anyone who's a fan of fortnite shout out to my fortnite crew shout out jake abbott shout out dylan from shackled uh shout out to dave from ultralight shout out dave updike an awesome uh guy surprised he knows who i was uh but i'm a fan of his Shout out to the <laughs> shout out to Steven. He knows who he is. Uh, hopefully he gets his shit together. Uh, but it, it, it's always fun to, to be able to play Fortnite with my friends, even though I suck. But it, it was great to hear uh, Nicole talk about Fortnite. We, we talk about video games. I, I, I love video games. I, I play Street Fighter every day, play Apex every day. Uh, send me an invite on Street Fighter. I'm, I'm trying to get to master rank. Rashid just dropped today. Lots of cool shit going on. I- I'm still waiting for Laura. She basically got confirmed with this new update. Uh, hopefully she gets to see the light of day or maybe see Viper. I love Street Fighter so much. But anyways, go listen to Animus. Come back here. Listen to Nicole and I talk about a ton of cool stuff. So please strap in. Enjoy this conversation. And without further ado, welcome Nicole Hooker to the show. Welcome to the podcast, Nicole. How's it going? Good, great. How are you? Thank you for having me. No problem. Thank you. I, I definitely appreciate you taking the time to do this today. Um, I'm a fan of your band, Flowers for Burial. Can, can you talk about that band and how everything got started? Yeah. So it was kind of like a, it was kind of a random occurrence because I had never been in a band before. Um, my boyfriend has been in like a lot of bands and I was like, I've always wanted to be in a band, but I'm very, very antisocial. And I was like, I can't imagine being vulnerable enough with people to like perform in that way and like put my art out there for like criticism with other people's criticism involved, you know? But he was like, okay, so we got offered to do this split with another band. Let's just do it, make it like a studio project for you to try out like low stakes. And so then the split didn't really work out, but we had this like awesome recording that we did. And like, we called it Flowers for Burial. We were like, that really worked out. And we were like, well, we can't just like throw this out. Let's just do something with it. So then we started like playing shows and stuff. And we were like, oh, we love this. And like, people were really feeling it. So we just kept it going, honestly. 
And was it uh, like nerve wracking for you when uh, it was just going to be more than what you intended it to be? Like, you know, knowing the fact that you're going to have to get out there and start playing shows and actually be in front of a crowd of people. No, I feel like it was actually like a relieving way for me to almost like trick myself into it because I was like, oh, like it's already started. Like there's no like nervous anticipation because we already had the recording. We already released it and then we were playing shows. So I was like, oh, like the hardest part of like diving into it is over for me. Mm -hmm. And like I had a lot of support from like our friends and other bands and stuff. So it was like a very easy transition, you know? 100%. 100%. I, I feel like once you kind of take that leap and you just kind of, you know, dive right in, uh, I, I feel like, you know, the, the, it's a great way to kind of overcome those, uh, you know, fears or maybe the, like those obstacles that, yeah. that you think are, are out there. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like I thought performing would be the hardest part, but the hardest part was just like starting it. And that was like taking care of essentially. Mm-hmm. And with the whole creative process with the band, can you talk about what that experience was like for you? Because as uh, for me, I, I think it's really awesome to to, to be able to you know uh, get out there and have it uh, you know have this idea for it to be this project, and then it just turned into like some uh, something completely else. Yeah. Um, well, my creative process when it came to music was like, I guess a little bit different because like when Flowers Your Burial started, I was more like coming from it from like a writing perspective because I've always been a writer like I write like poetry and stuff and actually like all the songs from our demo were like poems of mine that I had like cut and chopped and turned into like songs more so instead of just like straight up writing songs I like used poems that I really liked that I wrote because I was like oh cool like now I can do something with my writing and so for me like it was more so like um they had written the music already and I was like okay, I'm going to use these poems. Like, I love these. Like, we'll just, like, rearrange things and, like, turn them into songs. So that was, like, my approach with it initially. Mm -hmm. Because I wasn't really sure how to, like, write songs at first. So I was, like, listening to things that I liked, learning vocal patterns and stuff like that, and then just, like, using my poetry for it. Yeah, I I think that's awesome because obviously that stuff is pretty personal. So for for you to be able to put it out there, I, I I think that's really cool. Yeah, it was definitely, and even, like, when we first did the demo, I was like, oh, like, I'm going to take that out. Like, I don't want to leave that in there. Like, that's kind of personal. Like, whatever. And then for, like, the our most recent release that's coming out on the 21st, I was like, you know what? Like, bare bones. Like, our lyrics have always, like, been exactly what they are. Like, we put it all out there. Like, it's supposed to be, like, very personal. Like, we're not hiding anything, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I'm curious about... Uh your history with the music scene up there in upstate New York. Can you talk about how you got involved? Um, yeah, I was, you know, mainly through the internet, <laughs> honestly, because like I've always been like, you know, like very like small friend groups, like kind of doing my own thing. And so like a lot of it was through like I first heard about like hardcore on like Instagram and like a long time ago on like Tumblr and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like when I was like, like way younger, I was like, I, I want to hear stuff that's like heavier than what I already like. Like I was like, what's out there, you know? And like, then I like started listening to like hardcore. Like I was listening to like sanction and like, I started listening to like, you know, like wound man and like stuff like that. And I was like, Oh yeah, this is like exactly what I was looking for. Like have heart and stuff. Like I was like, this is what I wanted to hear. And so like, that's kind of where it all started was like me just kind of doing my like nerdy research for it. Mm-hmm. I, and I, uh, you know, trip out when you mentioned Tumblr because I don't hear uh, anybody really talk about <laughs> yeah. Tumblr too much these days. Yeah. Um, but I, 
have a Tumblr, it, it's still there. I, I put it on private because I, uh, I I look back and it's like some really just weird and embarrassing things that I, yeah. I wouldn't want anybody uh, to oh, read. I uh, you know here in twenty twenty three. Yeah. It, yeah. <laughs> It's pretty crazy, but I, I, I credit Tumblr because I, I used to just be a, a big fan of wanting to like document like, you know, my, my feelings and just whatever I had going on in my life ever since yeah. I, I, I was a young kid. So like I had a, like a live journal and then I had MySpace uh, and Facebook and all that. And I also uh, yeah. had a Tumblr, but it, it just got too weird at some point for me because it, it started off as like, you know, oh, like here's like a cool website for you to like microblog. But then it turned into just yeah. like me just l scrolling through it. and not even like it wasn't even it, it turned out to just be like way less personal than what it started out to be. So I, I just I got over the website and uh from tumblr i actually went on to create my own website jmrk.com so uh i i think it's uh you know funny whenever anybody brings up tumblr because that's like <laughs> that was like my last like uh you know uh like i, I guess like unprofessional like journal and now yeah. it's like you know, I, yeah. I graduated from having like a, a a tumblr to an actual website yeah for me like Tumblr was like kind of because like I was like I was way too young for MySpace because I'm 24 right now so like I was just like not in that era you know mm -hmm. so for me Tumblr was like the first like unifying social media that I had where I could like hear bands from like California and like Utah and like like random states like all of these like random bands I never would have like heard of otherwise that was where I started hearing about them was on Tumblr and like I started like you know like finding writers and stuff like stuff that I just wouldn't have had access to otherwise on Tumblr. And then, you know, after a few years, like by like 2014, Tumblr was like a desolate wasteland. Mm -hmm. But it definitely was like a good tool for music because that was like the main thing that I was using it for for a while. It was like I was just following like a lot of like bands, musicians, artists, etc. Like just trying to like find stuff that I liked for a while. 100%. Yeah. Bands and labels used to be active on Tumblr, which is yeah. <laughs> crazy to think about today. But, you know, sometimes yeah. I'll, I'll log in just to uh, get a kick at uh, my younger self. And I, there's there's people that I still you know, follow from when I was active on Tumblr yeah. that still post to this day, which is uh, it's insane to me, maybe a, a little judgmental, but maybe that's like their safe space. But it's yeah, people yeah. are still posting on Tumblr. And I'm like, wow, this is this is wild because when you think about, you know, like the uh, like bigger scene when it comes to like social media, like everybody, it seems like have, has like moved on to like the more uh, convenient stuff that the, the more like yeah. appealing things like obviously like Twitter's always been a staple uh, Instagram and then, you know, threads is kind of popping off. I, I, I have a threads, but I, I've never posted on there because it's just it's just like yeah. Twitter. So I'm just kind of like, all right, like I have it. Uh, it, it's tied to your Instagram account. So it's like, whatever. It's like, it's not that big of a deal. It's yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a whole, like, yeah. Like maybe I'll get it and like, I'll be like watching and like interacting, but I don't know what I would do with it. Honestly, mm -hmm. what's funny. What's the, what the funniest thing about Tumblr for me is it's looking back at like, cause sometimes I'll log in and like read through my messages and they're like, so humiliating. Cause I was like acting as if I was like, becoming this like curator and like you know part of this like big art community so i would like message people about their music and art all the time I'm like god that's so humiliating mm -hmm. yeah no so like now it's it's nice that like social media is like more direct now i feel like there's so much like weird nuance to tumblr and like with instagram like you click like you like see your friends like it's very easy you know and like tumblr's like oh like you got to work the algorithm and like interact with things and it's like it's too much involvement. Like that's like way too involved social media. Like I do like the fast, like click and be done with it. Social media. 
yeah for me i was like way too personal on tumblr right if like a yeah. girl yeah. would like hurt my feelings i'd go and like call her out on my tumblr <laughs> i'd like go find like the perfect like, yeah, yeah go find the, the perfect <laughs> song lyrics to like a post to let her know how she wronged me or whatever but it's like, oh yeah yeah but it's post like the perfect song yeah and, and to me like i said looking back that's like wow that's so embarrassing like i would because like i'm like way less personal now on the internet like obviously like i'm, I'm yeah. here on the podcast every week uh, talking about uh, things that i like but i, I feel like I, I draw like a certain line now where it's like i would never want to share uh, certain things and, and even like before like i, I would use like post my phone number like hey like uh, somebody text me <laughs> it's like yeah. like now oh, it's yeah. like like I, I would never do that and i would uh you know I hate for my uh, my phone number to, to to get out there just because like obviously it's like you know it, it, to me it's just weird now because back then like i felt like it, it was like whatever like i was so young and reckless like i didn't care but now that like i'm a little bit older it's like i i, I don't want random people texting me i, I don't want everyone yeah. to have my phone number yeah, it's also just like it's not very meaningful. Like when you're older, like I feel like you have like just less energy reserved for things like that, you know, and it's like you should like grant people access to you with consciousness, you know, 100%. Yeah, because there's people because I'm pretty antisocial myself. So when, when I yeah. go out and I have, uh, you know, people coming at me from like different directions, like wanting, like, you know, to, to talk and stuff, which is fine. Like if they're friends, I'll, I'll do it. Or if they're like, you know, just yeah. not nice, like acquaintances, I'll, I'll do it. But sometimes like w w when I go out, I, I feel like I have just like a, a certain amount of energy that I can give before I feel like I want to just shut down and go home and oh, get away yeah. from everything, you know? Yeah. Like suddenly all your needs, your needs are like pressing at once. Like you're like, all right, I'm hungry. I'm tired. I have no more social battery left. Like I got to go. Yeah. And obviously, that's why I, oh, go ahead. Oh no, sorry. I was going to say that's why I like with like the music scene and stuff. I love like the friends of friends thing that goes on, you know, mm -hmm. because you meet people that you already know you're going to like because like they're friends of your friends and like, et cetera. It just makes it so much easier to like socialize, honestly yeah there's like this certain like bar where i'm like okay if they're friends with this person they can't be that bad yeah exactly <laughs> yeah um but i i, I am happy th that you're here and I, I always think it's uh funny like when, when i think about, think back about how this whole like interaction got started uh because i i, I don't receive emails too often uh ab ab yeah. ab about the podcast and i i still don't even know how um paul got my email uh he mentioned he, he talked to terry shout out uh terry yeah. uh but yeah. <laughs> but i don't even know if terry has my email so i'm uh i, I always find that very interesting but i'm, I'm it, it's welcomed right it, it's one a way to to get in contact with me but um just thinking about how uh, terry recommended me is, is so hilarious to me because i've been trying to get terry on the podcast for years <laughs> right yeah. and he, he knows this and i, I hope he doesn't oh, mind yeah, me he sharing uh, but yeah, yeah. I, i've been trying to get him on for years there's been yeah. multiple dates scheduled and just <laughs> somehow it, it always falls through um and i always uh, think i'm like man okay maybe he he doesn't want to uh, do the podcast because even even more recently right he, um he he texts me out of the blue uh his yeah. uh new band quiet he, he sent me their demo before it released and i was like yeah, oh like yeah. i was like this is really good um if you want to you know help push the band like you know come on the podcast like let's do it and he's like yeah like 100 yeah. like let's do it he texts me the day that the record goes live and i'm like yo like cool like let's do the podcast i sent him the link i have not heard from him since <laughs> 
So, uh, so, but, but, yeah. but, but I think it's really cool that, you know, behind the scenes, he's out there, um, you know, mentioning my name and, you know, trying to make these connections. So uh, I, I appreciate yeah. that. So thank you, Terry. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Terry. Yeah, no, he's like, it's, it's funny. Cause like he really, he just like tries so hard to like make time for everything. Mm-hmm. Like he puts in the work when it comes to music, you know? And so like, it's just, it's so funny that like you've tried to contact him so many times. Cause like, when I told him about this, he was like, yes, I have to get on that too. And like, so it's like one of those things where like, you know, it's, it's in there and he's just like, I feel like he's always just like underestimating how much like work he's doing and like putting into these bands and like how much time things are going to take, you know, because he's like, he's always going at it. hundred percent. The first time I met him is I, I saw him. Uh, well, it was the first time I saw Age of Apocalypse. We were in uh, Wilkesbury, yeah. Pennsylvania, for SWB some years back, and he like walked in the building like covered in like ink because I guess he just got off like screen printing. <laughs> yes. And I'm like, oh shit! Like, yeah. you, like you came here straight from work to to play this set? Like that's insane. Oh yeah, like he'll be like, like when we like have practice, I'll be like, okay, I have like a few hours. Like I gotta go here, or like I have to do this before. Like he's like he's like a machine. Like I don't know how he does it. <laughs> It's insane. But yeah, so uh, happy that he was able to make that connection and, uh, you know, uh, happy to talk to Paul and happy to uh, have you on today. So like I said, it's it's a cool connection because I'm a big fan of uh, like the the Hudson Valley. But 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 I'm curious, uh, you know, I looked at like the band's band camp and you guys put uh, Poughkeepsie up there. But I'm just curious, are you like from there proper or are you just like in the surrounding area? So half of us are from the Hudson Valley, actually. So Terry and Phil, um, bass and drummer, are from the Hudson Valley area. And then Paul and I are from the Albany area. Mm-hmm. So we were like, what are we supposed to say if people ask where we're from? So we always just say like Hudson Valley and Albany, usually, because we're just from like, like we drive an hour, Paul and I drive an hour and a half to practice in Highland, New York. Okay. So it's like a, it's kind of a big gap for us, but it's a great group, honestly. And like Paul, um, has like lived in the Hudson Valley and stuff. And like all of his friends are from there. And like, he's friends with like the AOA guys, like they grew up together and stuff like that. And like, he's known them for a really long time. So like he has all of those connections anyway. So like, it's kind of just a big group that kind of like moved away from each other. And like, you know, you branch out, you move away as you get older. So that's kind of just like a big, like separated group from the Hudson Valley. Mm-hmm. And shout out the Hudson Valley. I feel like uh, yeah. uh, just being a fan of, um, bands like mind force and seeing them kind of rise up and make their yeah. mark you know like honestly like one of the biggest bands in hardcore right now and for them to to rep the hudson valley so hard i i think that's really awesome so i'm always like honored to be able to talk to anybody from that scene because everybody that yeah. i've interacted with has always been nothing but nice and so for for, for, the, for me to meet those kinds of people and hear the kind of music that comes out of there it's just like damn like i i want to get out there so bad just to see what's going on out there Oh yeah, it's it's awesome, especially like seeing bands from the Hudson Valley that are branching out so far. Like you know, like Mind Force and like AOA, like they have like they like broke the culture essentially. Like they broke out of the Hudson Valley and like brought the Hudson Valley like other places with them. You know, and like they made it like a movement. And like that's like it's so sick to be involved with that. Like it almost feels like surreal sometimes because I'm like we have such a good community here, mm-hmm. and it's nice to be able to like combine these communities and stuff and like like get influence from other like people's communities and stuff like that and like learn about the hardcore in other places and stuff like it's just like a cool like web of people honestly 100 percent, and i feel like that's really special to to be able to have that bond in a scene because because it's not like that everywhere oh yeah no and it's so like it is so like unified too like you meet people from like either like other countries or like other states and like 
you just it's like automatic like there's like an automatic connection there mm -hmm. okay and getting back to the band if you can remember when the demo came out last year like what was the reception like and like how were you guys feeling after it was finally out I was like shocked when it came out because we got like such a great reception and like a bunch of people were like, you know, like messaging me on Instagram, like Paul's friends were messaging him, like people were like freaking out about it. And they were like, we didn't even know you were like working on this because, you know, it was supposed to be like a studio project. And like people were like super impressed. Like they were like, oh, the production is great. Like whatever. Like and we recorded it in a basement. So we were like, I don't know, like what people are going to think about this. Like. Mm -hmm. I don't know if people have like positive commentary on this and like people loved it. Like people were like, these lyrics are like crazy. The vocals sound insane. Like how long did this take you guys? And we were like, dude, it took like two days. Like it was kind of like a, I feel like it was kind of a shock to people. Like they were like, this is insane. Like how did this happen? And we were like, you know, 48 hours and some improv and like, that was it really. So we got like a, I feel like the reception was kind of like what made us be like, Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, people are like really like getting into this right now. Like, I guess we should work on this and like keep at it because people really like it. And for you recording the demo, did you ever have any experience recording vocals or was that your first time? No, that was my first time. We actually did. Um, we recorded like basically like scratch track vocals, like like for timing purposes. Mm -hmm. And I literally just like screamed over them to like get the timing right because I was like, I have no idea what's going on like I don't, I don't know like what we're supposed to do and so yeah we just did that like we basically like talked the lyrics to the right pace and then i screamed over it and that was how i like learned how to do vocals because i had no i, I had no idea and i'm just curious too when you're recording vocals for the first time obviously uh, you're gonna have to perform this live so did you like in your own time like kind of craft your own like vocal style or was this like you just kind of learning on the fly um, so that actually, like, I had been learning for a while because, like, dude, when I was, like, 12, 13, I was, like, uh, I want to scream in a band so bad. And, like, I would, like, look up those, like, how to scream tutorials and stuff okay. and just, like, like, just do it in my room. Like, and I was, like, I'm going to get there someday. Like, yeah, definitely. So, like, it was one of those things, like, I already knew how to do. And, like, obviously, you know, you sing in your car, you scream in your car, same difference. Like, I would just, like, stuff like that was literally all I was doing. And then I just, when we went to record, I just did that. That's wild. I was in a hardcore band like years ago, right? And I'm talking about like, yeah. like a long, this is like 2008, 2009. Um, yeah. I'm just like hanging out. It's like a random day. And like my band texted me, they're like, hey, like you got to get to this address. It wasn't that far from where I live, but they're like, hey, like you got to get to this address. Like we're recording our demo yeah. like today. I'm like, what the hell? Our demo? Like, I, I, I've never recorded. Like, what do you mean? So yeah. we, we like show up and this is like, you know, just like a, a friend of a friend who was recording it. So it wasn't like any like paid time. So they're like, yeah, like we have to do it in like these next five hours or yeah. like we're not going to have a demo uh, for free. So I was like, all right, like, let's just figure it out. And I had no idea what I was doing. I, I, I was laughing like half the time because it was just so <laughs> embarrassing just knowing that in the other room yeah. there's like uh you know some strangers and a couple friends like listening to me scream like these random lyrics um oh yeah and like I, I can't remember if we had like four or five songs on the demo but like one of the last songs i, I didn't even record on because like my voice was just gone because i i wasn't like properly trained i didn't know what the hell i was doing yeah it was embarrassing yeah it is i mean i feel it was especially weird too because like 
we recorded it in someone's like home studio basically so like it was a, a little room in a basement and there was a dude recording in front of me and like Paul was sitting next to me and I'm just like screaming into the void like it's completely silent and I'm just like screaming in a room full of like a person I don't know well and then like Paul and I was like oh dude and I I had no idea what I was doing too so I was like is this working like mm-hmm. can somebody give me some like positive feedback you're like am I doing the right thing and like yeah it sounds great keep going and I was like oh okay and like we finished and like that was it like we didn't like redo anything like we just that was all it was and I was like oh that was like like I was like that was just easy like it was so simple and where you recorded the basement was it actually called the doom room um <laughs> not that i know i mean i don't know i think that was more so like a nickname okay okay yeah I, I was like looking into it and i was like oh i was like that's kind of catchy but I, I wasn't sure if it was like just if it was like an established no, spot or if it was just like no i think that was just like the guy's name for it I, he mostly just does like his own projects and stuff so i think he was kind of just like being a goofball of that <laughs> and how did you meet this guy because you, you mentioned that you didn't know him very well yeah i didn't know him at all um he's he's like a hot smelly guy he's like been in a few bands and i think that like phil and paul knew him through music and mm-hmm. he was kind of just like hey like i know you guys play this and that like do you guys want to work on this with me and they were like sure like that sounds fun okay and as far as the new record, uh, which will actually be out by the time that this comes out, I I, yeah. I I should be dropping it on the day that it comes out. So yeah. Uh, so hopefully by the time everybody get, gets to this point, they've heard the new record by now. Um, yeah. But but I'm curious from the demo to now, uh, when did you guys decide that like all right cool like the demo was cool we've got a great response let's like work on the next project like how did that all come about? That did not take that long, honestly. Like, cause I think when we did the demo, it was kind of just like, oh, let's do like a power violence like hardcore type thing. And like, we'll just, you know, bang it out and like be done with it. And I think like, as we were like playing shows and stuff, we were like, oh, you know what? We did this before, but I have an idea for this. Like I have riffs for this. Like we were just like, we were all feeling like very, like we were feeling that like buzz, you know, like we were like instantly inspired to like write more of it because we were just like really feeling it when we were like first coming out, first doing shows. And like, we were like riding that high, you know, like we were like, let's just like, let's keep writing now. And so like, we basically like immediately started going again. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there were some songs from the demo that got brought over to the new record, correct? Yeah, there were a couple songs that we just like loved Mm-hmm. and so but we were like i feel like we could like record those a little bit better maybe like change a couple of things so we re-recorded a couple of them from the demo too because we just like we were like those are awesome but like let's like really polish them and like make them great for the like actual record like a real like official recording you mm-hmm. know for sure no i i can definitely appreciate that because it's kind of weird when um you know that a band just kind of just like brought the old recordings over to the new record and i'm like oh this yeah this is not yeah. new. This is, uh, you know, like, I, yeah. and I wish they would re-record it. So I'm, I'm happy to hear that, that that's what you guys did for some of those old songs. Yeah, we were just like, uh, you know, these are great and all, but like, we were just so focused on kind of like banging this out the first time. And like, we're, it was more of like, basically an experiment the first time. So we were like, let's just like re-record them and like make them what we like now know that we want it to be, you know, mm-hmm. like now that we like have our like ideas and like sound figured out, like, let's just like re-record them and do it properly this time. That's awesome. 
I, I can't remember what show I was at, but I, I was, uh, you know, just you, you like overhear like random conversations all the time. And yeah, I, I remember hearing this kid talk about how uh, there's no good power violence outside of California. And and yeah. I'm like, this guy is like out of his mind. He's like never heard of uh, you know a lot of bands. He must be smoking. Yeah. He must be new or something. But then like when I come across records like uh yours the, the one that's out today animus uh, i'm like yeah this guy's crazy because th this band is an example of something that's good that's not in california yeah i feel like there's like a lot of like there is a lot of like strange discourse about power violence because a lot of people are like there's not a lot of good power violence all power violence is like not real power violence like it's like crossover and like whatever and so like there's definitely a very interesting discussion to be had about power violence and it's found in like very random pockets i feel like and like i think that the crossover bands that are doing power violence -y stuff are like they're they're so sick like there's so many of them honestly mm -hmm. yeah it's just when i'm at shows and i hear like weird statements like that and i'm just like this person is yeah just like living under a rock because the internet's out there it, it, like it's yeah. so easy to to search just like that yeah. tag power violence and find like tons of bands yeah, I also feel like people get confused about, like, what power violence is, because sometimes I'll, like, I'll talk to people that, like, you know, more so, like, like, death metal or, like, you know, stuff like that, like, just hardcore or whatever, and they're like, what is power violence, mm -hmm. you know? And, like, so I feel like it's, like, it's definitely, like, a an interesting category to get into. Mm -hmm. And was that, like, the style you guys wanted to be a part of when you're, uh, you know, creating this band? Yeah, I mean, I think when, I mean, that was more so, like, my thing was I was, like, well, the genre that I'm most familiar with is, like, power violence, and I was, like, so I think I would feel most comfortable, like, for my first project, working on something that I'm already, like, just very, like, aware of and, like, well-versed in. Mm -hmm. So that was more so my thing. I was, like, if we're going to do a project for the first time, I'd rather have it be something that I know a lot about and that I feel comfortable diving into. 100%. Well, I, I think you guys are doing a great job with your sound because if yeah, I'm being, thank you. Yeah, cause if, if I'm being honest, like the type of music that yeah. you guys play isn't like my go-to, but when yeah. I was, uh, I, I was driving home from work and I was, uh, that's when I was first checking out the record. I was like, Oh wow, this is yeah. actually something that I'm into. So that, that that's why I like, I reached out and yeah. got, got back to Paul. and was like, yo, like, let's do this. Like I'm digging the new record. Yeah. I think a part of that too is like, we all come from like different but similar musical backgrounds, you know, like Paul's been in like, like every type of like heavy band. Like he's been in like hardcore bands. He's been in like bands with like a black metal-y type sound. Like he's, he's been in so many different types of bands. Like Terry like grew up on hardcore. Phil is like, he's into like everything. Like he's in like a punk band as well. So like, I feel like when that like comes together, it just makes this like, like really sick, like mash of like, you know, like a hardcore, like it definitely has like a metallic -y sound to it in some songs. Like there's very like, like if you listen to it, like there's a lot of like, you know, like death metal sounding riffs and like stuff like that. Like it, it, it all comes together to be like very unique power violence. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'm, I'm curious about the new record because if you go on the band camp, there's two songs that people can stream right now. Can you talk about how you landed on those two songs being available first? Yeah, um, I I think that those were like, 
kind of like I, I feel I felt like those were the ones that would like draw people in the most you know like I feel like they have like a very like high energy like we've played them at shows and stuff and like people just really seem to love those and I was like cool let's throw these at people first and like like bring people in and like make people want more from like the album you know like I was like I think that this is going to draw people in and I, like I think, based off of like reception like at shows and stuff too like i was like oh people are like really rocking with these songs right now like let's do these first so people like know that something good like really good is coming out mm-hmm. for sure uh, and I, I feel like uh that's a good barometer right putting it out there in yeah. a live setting and seeing how people react because i've yeah. you know i i've seen bands where they'll play a song and they're like hey like we know you guys don't know like lyrics or anything so just go crazy and people yeah. just feel the music and just lose it and yeah. then there's times where like, i see bands playing like new songs and it's just like like people just aren't understanding it yet so they just don't really know uh, what to do or or they're trying to understand so it's just like kind of like a dead vibe so it, it's cool to know that you guys like have played it live and uh, you know that has helped your choice in putting those songs out first yeah i feel like that's like that was mainly like my motivation because i was like oh people love these songs like let's just like start with these mm-hmm and I'm just curious about the uh, you know creation of the record because obviously um, it, it you know you can tell that the production has uh, you know been stepped up and it seems like you guys have worked with a lot of talented people to get the record done. So can you talk about how you uh, you know decided on working with everyone that you did on the record? Um, yeah, we so um, we decided to record with a uh, Sean Paul Pillsworth because he's uh, he's like a very like known name in the area and like he's very like familiar with like you know hardcore and like stuff like that and you know he's just like he was very easy to work with like he was like giving us like great suggestions and being like oh let's try this like let's do that so we just wanted someone who could be like very dynamic with us Mm -hmm. and so like he was like a great person to record with because like it was just like the room was like an idea machine basically and like it was just so easy to record with somebody who was like so easygoing like so knowledgeable and like was like I love what you're playing and let me tell you something about the production value of that as well and how we can like make it sound its best basically. Mm-hmm. So that was like, that was awesome for us, honestly. Yeah. It's really cool to have someone be able to give their input and kind of uh, give you some great insight on like the whole process instead of just being there and, you know, recording guys and not really having a whole lot of input. Yeah. He like, he was very like, Oh, like, can you add a couple lows to this and really like fill it out? Like, can we try this like effect with guitars and like really like, like make this sound like huge. And we were like, Oh my God, like we didn't even think of that. Like someone who has so much knowledge from like a production standpoint was everything for us. Like that would help us so much. Mm-hmm. And then also seeing uh, Taylor Young's name uh, tied to it, which yeah. like, <laughs> to me, the, the, that guy's uh, super talented. Obviously uh, yeah. a, a lot of the bands that he plays in is, or are super amazing and then just uh, what he does over the pit I, I i i'm always interested whenever i see his name uh, attached to something because it's just like okay cool if, if he's working on it then it must be good so i when i saw his name i was like okay this is really cool yeah we um we actually just like paul again he like reached out to taylor and was like hey would you consider like working with us on this like you know helping us like mix it and like make it sound great and um so uh he just reached out to him and he was like, Oh yeah. Like I gave the listen. I, I would, I'd like to mix this for you. And uh, yeah, he just like, we, we wanted to work with him too. Cause we were like, we like 
like these bands that you've worked with and stuff like that like we were like we like nails like etc and we were like we love that sound and he was like oh yeah absolutely like that makes sense so that was like our biggest thing was we were like oh we like that nail sound we like you know stuff that he's worked on so we just referenced it and he was like oh that's easy for me yeah like absolutely mm -hmm. okay and then also um it was mastered by will killingsworth who's a, a legend for anybody who's into this type of music yeah. <laughs> i'm sure uh they know that name or if not like they should get familiar because he's probably worked on some of your favorite records and you don't even know it yeah for that one that see that's another one too like paul is just so good at like making these connections and stuff like that like mm -hmm. he was like he was like oh we have to get will to master this because i i just know that it's going to finish it off like perfectly and it really like he made it such a like polished like heavy sound like it just like him and taylor are just like masters of the craft honestly like they, they're amazing both of them so 100 percent, yeah both super talented and uh, yeah. love what they do and also I, i'm curious about the record label that the album's coming on uh protagonist music can, can you talk about how you guys uh, linked up with them and what your relationship is like yeah um so we had kind of been like when it finally came time, because at this point, like, you know, we had been like coming up on like a year of doing Flower Shiburial. We were like, oh, like maybe we should start thinking about a label. And so we were kind of like shopping around and, you know, like power violence can be kind of confusing because you're like, what, what label are we looking for? Mm -hmm. You know? Um, and then we, we found out that the, uh, the first gate creeper had been put out on protagonist. Okay. And so I think I'm pretty sure protagonist is based out of Arizona. So we were like, let's just like reach out to them and like see if they'll put it out. Cause they had been like putting out some like really cool shit. And we we're like, let's just like reach out to them and like see how it goes. And, uh, they, they loved it. And they were like, yeah, yeah, we'll definitely like, we'll put this out on like tape and stuff. Like we'd love to work with you guys. So we were like, cool. Like that, that worked out. Cause we were kind of just like, we were like shopping around and stuff. But we like, we just weren't sure what was going to fit us and like what we should be like looking for when it comes to a label. So we just tried them and it, it just worked out for us. Mm -hmm. Okay. No, I, I think it's cool. I, I love, uh, you know, uh, seeing bands find labels where it, it is a yeah. good fit. Cause uh, it, it's cool. Like when labels will have like a good mix, but it, I, I also think it is uh, really cool too. When you like, you know, that like a label is, uh, known to be a home for certain type of music. So it's like, if they're putting yeah. something out, you know, it's like, all right, cool. Like it's going to be this type of like type of vibe. Like I'm going to be into it. Yeah. It's also cool when like, like, a label is like aware of your genre you know and so like they know how to like work it and like kind of like put you out there and stuff like that and they're just like they're like conscious of like oh this is power violence like we know how to like we know how to get that out there like we're into it like they just know how to like help you work with it too 100 percent, and they're you know most likely already tapped in with that you know uh you know certain type of crowd so for, yeah. for them to be able to you know uh gain their attention on top of hopefully you know bringing in a, a whole new crop of people that might not even be familiar with that type of music yeah absolutely and they have like they have a good social media presence and stuff like that which is always nice like it's nice to be able to like know that you'll be like connected in that way as well so that like you can be more widespread and like you know people are gonna know that you have a record coming out like that's always good for records too so 100% I have friends in bands that you know got signed it was a big deal that they got signed and then it just yeah. kind of went away, right? No label yeah. support or anything. And I'm just yeah. like, dude, like, what was the point of all that? Like, it was a cool, like, announcement, yeah. but it's like, you guys have a record that's, you know, like six months late, like, no physicals, no real promotion to, to this, yeah. this, 
uh, you know, isn't a good look. So it, it is awesome when the label does like the band justice. Yeah. And also like for better or for worse, like people are on social media. Like that's where everybody is finding everything. Like that's where you're going to get the most attention and like where people are going to be most aware of what you're doing. So like you got to find labels that, that work with you in that way. hundred percent. And then even, yeah, uh, like, I get people can get sick of social media or it can be evil, yeah. but I feel like there is a way to navigate through it where you can avoid all that stuff because I'm on social media uh, a lot, right? It's a big tool to push the podcast to, you know, promote what I'm doing. Um, yeah. And it doesn't frustrate me that much, right? Because like I'm, uh, the, the algorithm is uh, so smart and so good these days that it, it you know, like, for the most part, it's sending me things that I actually want to see and not trying to, you know, take yeah. me down like these dark roads. Like I'll end up down these weird rabbit holes when it comes to like aliens and just like random yeah. stuff. It's like in the middle yeah. of the night, which is fun. But yeah. there's like hardly ever any times where I'm like scrolling through social media where I get pissed off. Like most of the time I'm just like dying to like figure out like which friends I should send these memes to or like these funny videos oh, yeah. to. Yeah. You also like I feel like people have to realize too, like social media doesn't require anything like you just have to like be aware of how you're using it and stuff like that like mm -hmm. i used to be like so concerned with everything that was going on in instagram like i was like oh is that a weird picture to post like is that and now like i just post like random memes in my story that people will message me about and be like what is that like are you okay like what's going on and like i feel like you just have to like let it go and like like use it as what it is like it's entertainment and like information like just use it as like a thing that you interact with not as something that you have to like convey yourself a certain way on like it's just like it's just a it's basically like a big dumb chat room for everybody to be stupid and like put their stuff out there with you know 100 percent. if you follow me on social media my uh, whole yeah. page is dedicated to promoting the podcast and k-pop yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly like that that's it i post like like i'll send my friends like Fortnite memes and stuff like that like i'm like like who cares like it doesn't even matter like make this a place to like laugh and like connect with people that you don't see often because like we you know like we have friends everywhere and stuff like that and like we play with bands that we're not going to see often and stuff and it's like just connect with people that you care about and like find cool shit on social media you know 100 percent. i i always uh you know let people know like yo like life's too short to be wasting yeah. time on you know getting mad at shit that doesn't even matter you should focus more on uh having fun and you know just trying to spread like you know the good times with your friends if that makes sense yeah and also like i feel like there used to be and it's not so much anymore but like there used to be like a like an internet shield i feel like of people that were like like had their like internet identity and like their real identity and like that's more reserved for like influencers now and I feel like everybody else just knows that that shit is like corny and like, it's just not a thing anymore. You know, like, it's just like, don't, you don't have to have an internet persona. Like I know you in real life. You can't run on Instagram to me. Like it's still me and it's still you on the other sides of our phones, you know? You know, you'd be surprised, right? There, there, there's people that I, <laughs> I interact with daily on the internet and I've seen yeah. them in person and we'll, we'll make eye contact, right? I'm about to go yeah. and uh, uh, approach them, say hello, whatever. We make eye contact. Yeah. They literally turn the other way and pretend like they don't know me. And I'm just like, oh, wow, that's that, that's really strange. And like, you know, yeah, like, it, 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 it's weird. It's a little um, it, it's kind of a bummer, but I'm like, oh, OK, like you 
care about like your image so much that like you don't want to maybe don't want to be seen talking to me or maybe you like have something against me that you haven't told me about yet yeah. um but I'm like, all right, it, it's not that big a deal to me i i just you know keep it moving yeah i also i i do feel like too like people that take social media in that way and like use it as like a persona type thing like I feel like they give themselves so much social anxiety because then people are looking at you like as you really are and you don't know what to do with yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, who are you in person? Like, who are you when you're really talking to people? And so I feel like you kind of screw yourself over when you do stuff like that because then you get like around actual human beings and you're like, what am I? <laughs> like, what am I doing? Like, I can't edit this. Like, I can't like, like, I look how I look right now. Like, I'm talking how I'm talking. Like, I'll probably say something stupid like, if I laugh too hard, whatever, like, I just feel like it like sets you up for failure socially. Yeah, I, I think back to this uh, moment where because like, I love Disneyland, I live in Orange County, because I wanted to be closer to Disneyland. And yeah. um, just like being heavy in the culture, right? Like you get to meet and know like the Disneyland influencers, like legit, like Disneyland, yeah. like celebrities, <laughs> which is like crazy. Yes. And uh, th there's one that I, I I was like a huge fan of, like super nice. Like we always like cross paths in the park, super friendly. And yeah. I, I was like, yo, like it would be so sick to have like one of these influencers on the podcast. Because I, I used to like do like episodes with my friends, uh, Garrett um, and Brooke, who uh, we're doing another one soon. So anybody who loves Disney, just wait for that. But we used to do them yeah. pretty frequently. And we talk about, uh, you know, what was going on in like the Disney bubble. And I had reached out to this influencer and she was super down to do it. But like um, what people don't know is like when you see her in the park, she's literally like like acting like that's not really who she yeah. is. So like when I was yeah. talking to her on a personal level, she was like, yo, like I'm so down to do it, but like I can't do it live. I want you to send me all the questions beforehand and then I'll yeah. answer them. And then you just record yourself asking the questions like afterwards. And I was just like, yo, I was like, you know, I was like, respectfully, like, that's not how we do it over here at the yeah. JMRK podcast. So I appreciate you being down, but like, I'm not going to do it like that. Like, like if you can't talk to me and you're because yeah. she would like use like a whole different voice. It was insane. Like, I don't know how she that's could insane. do that for like a whole day, like out in the park. But I was like, if you, if you can't talk to me like normally, like I, it's fine. Like, I still like what you do, but this just isn't going to work for us. Yeah, and that's like insane to think about too. Like, you're so involved with something that you can't just like have a conversation. You know, like that's like crazy. Yeah, and, it, and very common. I feel like. Yeah, it, it was such like uh, it, it was just so surprising to me, right? Because because um, it's like you're talking to me now, like obviously, like uh, like it's not being recorded or whatever. But it's like I, I can't believe yeah. like you wouldn't want to do it because. Um, your you know it's weird saying but like her fans would like be like so into it and like obviously like uh, all the people that listen to the podcast who have some sort because there's a lot of people that listen to my podcast from like the hardware community that love disney that would be like you know super interested in to hear what she would have had to say but you know yeah it's all good. well also after a while it's like how do you keep yourself in check you know like where do you end and your persona begins I don't know. It's a lot of <laughs> it's, it's, it's yeah. It's, it's just weird because um, yeah. I I still follow her on social media. Like I said, I'm 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 still a fan of like what she does. Yeah, um, absolutely. But yeah, I that's not something that I could do because th there's time where, where I've met people in person and they're like they're like oh like it's you and I'm like yeah it's it, it's me like me on the podcast and me in real life same person like no. No personality, no weird stage voice. This is exactly how I am.
Oh yeah. And I mean, the same with like when you're like performing, I guess too, like people will like see me up there, like, you know, screaming my head off about like whatever, like basically just like spewing all of my like feelings and like secrets to people. And then like, they'll see me afterwards and they're like, Oh, you know, she, she must be very like angry and serious. And I'm like, Oh no, dude. Like that mm-hmm. was just, I was just, I was just talking shit up there. Like not a big deal. Like, it's just funny. Like, cause you see these people like doing these like very like powerful performances and you like see them as like their lyrics and like, they're like, you know, like how they're acting on stage. And like, then you talk to them after and they're like, Oh yeah. Thank you so much. Like I had a great time, like whatever. And they're just like very chill, like sweet people. Mm-hmm. And like, so that's kind of funny too, like seeing that difference because like, people will kind of approach me like very like, oh, like I love that so much. Like it's so like whatever. I'm like, ah, thanks. And just like walk away, like have like a goofy little conversation. Like I'll just start talking about like video games or something. Like I'm like, have you played Elden Ring? And like, like it's just, it's so funny to see that like wall get, get broken down with people. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Fortnite and now Elden Ring. Do you play video games? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's like my music and that are like my favorite pastimes. Okay. And how into Fortnite are you? I'm curious. Like shamefully so. Honestly. Like every time there's a new season, like me and my friends are just like, Oh yeah, look at this, they added this to the new season. Oh, the drum shotgun is back, like whatever. Like we'll have to like tape take steps back sometimes and we're like, Oh my god, dude, like we sound like fourteen year old boys right now. But so like it's definitely a big activity for me. And I feel like it's just like it's one of those games that's like it's very easy to just like play and not get annoyed at because it's just such a silly game, honestly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, how did you get into it? I- I'm curious. Um, so I was playing like before that. I was just playing games like like Skyrim and stuff like that. Like I wasn't playing games with other people. And then my friend downloaded it. And she was like, "You you have to play Fortnite." She was like, "I know it sounds dumb." And like this was when like people started like getting into Fortnite and stuff, and like kids were doing the dances and stuff. And I was like, "Dude." I don't want to play Fortnite. Like no part of me wants to be on Fortnite. And then we're like playing and we're like, this is so absurd. Like it's, it's hilarious. It's, and, and it's fun too. So I was like, all right, whatever. And I'm also curious, uh, what kind of system do you play on? I play on an Xbox. Okay. Xbox. Oh, controller yeah. player, pad player. Yeah. I'm, I'm not even like, I don't even have a computer. Like I'm not a computer person. I don't know. I never have been. The only thing I ever played on a computer was like the Sims. And I like, basically burnt my laptop to death mm-hmm. trying to make it keep up with sims and like all the mods and shit like my computer was on fire every time i was playing the sims oh wow that's wild and so uh, i was like okay i don't think i don't think i'm a computer person honestly because that was the only thing i ever used it for and in fortnite are, are you guys doing like the like zero build mode or are you doing like the classic uh you know fortnite with I'm, building i am vehemently against building okay <laughs> like I, I don't have enough of an attention span to build. Like, I'm like, there's too much going on. Like, this is like, I'm playing this game in my free time to like, forget about stuff. And I'm like, overstimulating myself in a video game right now. Like, that's crazy. Like, I don't know how people keep up with the building. It's like, so much going on. And like, I would accidentally start building. And I was like, Oh, shit. Now I'm like, standing on a staircase, like, and I'm like, getting shot at because like, Mm -hmm. everybody can see me like, that was like, way too confusing for me. So I always just do like, no build plain and simple just on the hunt yeah i 
watched a lot of uh, Ninja in, in his prime, and I could yeah. never grasp the building. I was just like, it was always just too crazy because every it just seemed like everybody was like so cracked out. I'm like, how can they understand like 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 how like high they're gonna go and like with like you know, even adding like the edits in between everything? I was like, yeah, this is this is just yeah. too insane. Like I, I can't process and, like, any the of this material material gathering and stuff like that like i was like that the game is not that long like it's like it was like too much to do in one round like i was like this is like insanity and at first that's why i thought that fortnite was like too crazy for me because i was like i'm not gonna be like building and dancing and running around and like doing all of this stuff and then i was like oh no build is sick honestly yeah, I, I have friends who are like, you know, that's like their main game. So I'll get invited yeah. to play with them sometimes. And I feel bad because I'm definitely weighing them down because I am not good at yeah. that game. Because the the game that I, I play like full time is like with, with my buddy Nate, we play Apex like every day. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that's like our, our game of choice is like, you know, Fortnite's cool, but like I can't, um, uh, you know balance that now because i'm so deep i have like over like a thousand hours into apex which is insane whenever i like boot up steam because I, I play on pc so like whenever i boot up steam and yeah. it'll, it'll tell me how many hours i've logged in i'm like geez this is a lot of time yeah sometimes it's safer to just not look honestly like sometimes i just don't even check i'm like you know what i don't want to know how long i've been playing skyrim at this point because it's like years and years and years of hours and hours built up and i can't even look anymore because i just know it's insane mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm curious about uh Elden Ring, uh, like how far have you beaten it or like what's your experience like with Elden Ring? No. So when I first got it, I was like playing it and I was like, I, I was putting in like, I don't know, I would, I wouldn't play it for more than like five ish hours a day. Cause I was like, that's too much. Like that's crazy. Mm -hmm. And, um, I was like, wait, I only got through like one part of the game in those like five hours. Like I was just like playing it over and over and over again. So I stopped playing it for a while and I have, I have to finally like go back in and finish it. Cause I started making some headway and I was like, Oh my God, that was so much effort. And then I was like, I'm just going to play Fortnite and Skyrim. I'm, I already know how to play those. And so I like stopped playing it for a while. Cause I was like, this is crazy. For sure. Um, I, I've played like every souls game, uh, yeah. that has come out and I've never beaten a single one. So when, um, Elden Ring got announced. I was like, oh, like, hey, like the guy from Game of Thrones is uh, a hand in it. And I'm a huge fan yeah. of Souls games. So I was like, maybe this will be the one that I actually, um, you know, kind of take it serious and actually beat it. And yeah, and yeah, and I it, it was hard, right? It, it was really frustrating at times. There, there, there's times where like I'm level like 255 and I'm still getting killed. I'm like, how? And like I get it, yeah. like like the, the the enemies scale like with your level, so like you're never going to be like too yeah. overpowered. Like so, it, it was uh, really frustrating. But I it took me like ninety something hours, but I, I was able to um, get all the achievements in the game, which I thought was like really yeah. really awesome. And also like my inspiration was um, there's this guy uh, Tyler from the Hudson Valley area. He he plays in some bands. Um, Oh yeah, Tyler uh, runs. I know. Him. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shout out Tyler, and he—he he, yeah. he was like my inspiration because uh, uh, we would always talk about Elden Ring, and he was like, like he like knew like lore and uh, knew oh, like yeah. the names of everything. So I was like, all right, cool, like, yeah. like, like, like this is awesome. I was like, I, I have to get on his level. So I, uh, you know, get all the achievements, and I, I, I made a whole post about it. I, I tagged him, and then he messaged me. He's like, yeah. dude, I don't even have all the achievements. This is crazy. And I was like, what the hell? Like I, the whole time I thought he already had all the achievements. So I was just like, yeah. I, I got to get on his level. But then come to find out he didn't, he doesn't even have all the achievements. So uh, ho hopefully he's getting on that. Yeah. 
I know. I feel like I need that, like that type of like inspiration. Cause I'm like, every time someone mentions it, they're like, Oh, are you still playing Elden Ring? I'm like, ah, oh, no, no. Like I have to like get into that like mindset. Like I feel like you almost need that. Like you need to like be like pushed by somebody else who's playing it. Because like, if you're just like playing it on your own, like I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to play something easy today. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like you almost have to be part of some type of discussion with games like that. Cause they're like so crazy. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's like like it's like a whole like mental aspect to it. Like I, I just started this uh this like new RPG that that I bought because there was like a, a nice like summer sale that happened. Um, yeah. So it was like this uh, uh art. It's like this Japanese RPG, and I loved like the first version of it because it, it played like your traditional like turn based battle like RPG, yeah. which isn't that common these days. Like with these newer games, and the new one came out, and I, I started it last night, and I was like, all right, like I. And this was like one in the morning, which is like way past my oh, bedtime. Yeah. It's like I was like, yeah. okay, like I gotta play just like one hour, and then I have to go to bed because I have to get up early. I don't want to oversleep and miss the podcast. Um, but yeah. I was playing it, and I was like, okay, this is this is scary because it's like um, I'm I just get like like weirdly obsessed and like want to just do everything there is to do in these games. So I was like, all right, oh, I was yeah. like, I was like, I, I know like next time I sit down to play it, like I, I better make sure that like I don't have any other responsibilities because things could get a, a little squirrely or I might be late to something. That's the same with me too. Like if I'm like, like I like to play games that are like uninvolved and that you can just like stop playing and not leave off on anything because otherwise I, I wind up just like glued to games. Like, I feel like I have to do everything. Like, if I, because I'll, like, devote myself to, like, a, a playthrough of Skyrim again. Like, I basically just, like, play it over and over and over again. And then, like, I just don't stop playing it until it's over with. I'm like, ah, oh, I'll just, like, do this in a whole week or whatever. And, like, so I always, like, now I, like, when I play games like that and I, like, play through something, I literally just alternate between, like, that and, like, cooling down with, like, Stardew Valley or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, like, make my brain, like, go somewhere else. Because otherwise I'm like, Oh, I didn't finish that. And, like, I just want to keep playing and like, I'll be fine tomorrow. And it's like, dude, you got <laughs> to take it down a notch. Like I get like, I get so into like the succession of the events and stuff. And like, every time you get an achievement, you just feel better and better. You're like, oh, I'm getting closer. Like I got to keep going. And then you're like, I'm not built for this anymore. Like I can't stay up all night, like playing video games like that anymore. Yeah. I, I have a chill game that I play. It's called uh, Disney's Dreamlight Valley. It's, it's, it's kind of like, I, Okay. I've played a significant amount of that, actually. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. So, yeah, that's like my like go to like when I I want to play something, but I don't want to have to spend a lot of like mental energy because th- th- there's yeah. not like a- any real competition. It's just me taking care of this uh, new Disney village. Yeah, that game is actually so sick for just like straight up relaxing in every way possible because you're literally just like collecting things and like building a little village and it's so it's just so easy yeah and it's like comprised of like all these like disney characters that i love so that there's all these like crazy yeah. crossovers so i uh and you know it's funny it's like with that game just like every other game there's like a battle pass right so yeah. <laughs> um so right now that uh, i'm like halfway through like the the current battle pass there's like i think like maybe like 20 days left and I'm yeah. like kind of grinding through all the little tasks that I have to do, which is uh, which is fun. But then uh, if I could, I, I would do it all in a day. That's like how like obsessed I am. But there's certain ones yeah. where like you can only do like half of like this uh, uh, task in one day. So it, it like requires multiple days to, to, to get it complete. So it's like impossible yeah. to do it all in one day. I know there were times where I was like, like I would have like 
half of a task accomplished or whatever, like in one day. And then it would take like four days to like, cause there are certain things that are just so hard to find in that game. Mm-hmm. So it would just take like four days, like things that regenerate slower or whatever, like are harder to find in that game. And so I would get like so frustrated because I was like, man, this game is like forcing me to chill out right now. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, it's like it's like making me take time off from it, basically. And like it would become nighttime, and I would like set the time back, and I was like, nope, not done yet. Like we have to go back in time. Like that game really forces you to chill, honestly. Yeah, the, the, that's one frustrating thing. Like when I log in, and like certain characters that I need to interact with are sleeping. I'm like, why are you sleeping right yeah. now? Yeah, like you like dial the time back. <laughs> I, I I haven't time skipped. Um, I feel like the only kind of cheating that I've done in that game is uh, there was like an exploit where like when you edit your town, you can like move the portals to different places. So like oh, like like yeah. when, you, when you didn't have access to like certain areas, like if, if you just edit and move your portal like across the little like riverbed, you can get to these areas that you're not supposed yeah. to get to yet, which that I have not done yet. But now I do feel a little inspired since I've already been into the time skipping and stuff. So mm-hmm. I'll consider it. Yeah, no, no, that literally changed uh, the way that I thought about the game because I was like, how am I so yeah. dumb that I didn't even think that? I could just move this portal across literally the, the the little stream and I could get access to all these mushrooms that are only on that side. And it's just, yeah. Like, yeah so, Oh yeah. I never even considered that, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I thought I really hacked it with the time skipping. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, it wasn't even my idea. It was some, somewhere on the internet that I, I was reading it and just totally just like, yeah, just like blew my mind, but then it helped me progress a lot faster because I was able to yeah. get uh, certain things that weren't spawning, like, you know, like in the normal areas yeah shout out to somebody on the internet that's why i love the internet <laughs> for as bad as it can be it, it, it it's done me way more good than bad oh yeah absolutely i'm it's it's the greatest distraction that we have right now really like that and like reading for me are like the only places i can like fully zone out mm-hmm. okay and uh, just getting back to the band uh the record is out uh, and as of today you have two shows coming up yeah we do we have one in uh newberg on saturday um which will be in retrospect now Mm -hmm. when this comes out but um yeah we have one coming up on july 22nd and then i believe our next one is later in august i can't remember where that one is i always like they'll they'll get announced and i'm like okay cool i know exactly where that is i know when it is and then like a month before and i'm like oh shit we have a show coming up like i need to like see when and where that is like i'll be there but i definitely need to find out like where it is <laughs> yeah i i know you guys are playing with my friends and uh warn which i'm pretty psyched yeah. about yeah because I, yeah, I feel like- they're sick yeah, Warren's an awesome band. I, I love the area that they're from, so it's always cool for me to see them getting out and playing cool shows. Yeah, it's it's awesome to be like in proximity to them and be able to play with them. So, with the record being out, are you guys trying to do any type of like record release show? Do you guys have anything planned or working on anything? Not not really. I mean, like the twenty second is kind of going to be like that you know like it's kind of going to be focused around that Mm -hmm. so that's like our only plan right now um as it stands and like you know like we would like release new merch and stuff that will that we have out now so like that's kind of our only plan so far okay um well i hope the 22nd goes well hopefully everybody is paying attention and they're in tune (laughs) when when the show happens um yeah I just want to ask about uh, there's that logo that's on the actual album cover with like the hand gripping the the roses. Can, can, can you talk about yeah. uh, you know who designed that and how you guys landed on that? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we've been working with this like awesome artist um, from the Hudson Valley area. His name's Will. His Instagram is beneath the glow. Okay. And um, he's just like he does like digital art, and he's like like will tell him like we wanted to have like this kind of vibe and like kind of like like we've told him before like oh can you like listen to the music and like kind of just like create what this makes you feel and stuff like that and he's just like he's so creative and like he he totally like him and i are like similar in age so he like understands like what aesthetics i like and like he's into hardcore and stuff so like he just like gets it like we always work with him he's incredible so he kind of he sent that to us like a while ago when we were trying to like work on our latest merch that we have now and like the hand with the roses and we were like i want to use that forever like that's such a great like staple little like logo for us so yeah mm-hmm. we, we love that design. we're probably going to use that on like a ton of stuff in the future too so i think it's awesome i'm, I'm a huge yeah. fan of that that design so it's cool for me to hear that you guys plan to continue to use that in the future yeah he's he's really good at creating like little like iconic logos like that like he like gave us a bunch of stuff and we were like holy shit like we didn't even think of that like you just gave us like our our logo that we're going to use basically so he yeah he's super awesome we love working with him Mm -hmm. okay hell yeah and can you talk about the name of the record can you talk about how you guys landed on animus yeah so um this record like kind of had a narrative to it like it's not like a very like linear narrative but it has like a big theme to it for me um we're like so like animus is like in Jungian terms like the masculine part of like a woman's personality and like i just like you know i always like feel like you know men in heavier bands like their anger is very like validated and it's seen as like strong and like very like intimidating or whatever and then like you know, a lot of people will make jokes about like, oh, like, oh, that bitch is crazy. Like when she's angry, like people will even like make jokes to me like, ooh, you you and Paul must get in like crazy fights and stuff. And I'm like, so like that's your perspective on like a woman doing music is like, oh, you must yell at your boyfriend and like you must be like very temperamental and like crazy. And then they see a dude that's angry and they're like, oh, that guy is so cool. Like, I love that. Like he's so intimidating and stuff. And so like, I just wanted it to, like, highlight how, like, women suffering with, like, you know, like, the the woes of the world in general and, like, facing, like, anger and, like, depression and stuff is treated versus how, like, men's anger and depression is treated. So, like, that was kind of the whole theme of it is I was, like, women just want to be, like, validated for feeling the same shit that everybody else feels. Like, we're all suffering as one, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it, it definitely is something that, like, should just be treated as like a universal experience. Like we're all experiencing things the same exact way. Yeah, I definitely agree. I I, I do think it's um, I think it's really weird uh, when uh, you know w- when there's uh, you know women in bands and the, they get like kind of like categorized differently, right? Like a women fronted yeah. hardcore band, whatever. And to yeah. <laughs> and for me that that's always been strange, but maybe. Um, because it, it, it's been so normal for me, you know, growing up in the the hardcore scene, I, like there's always been, yeah. uh, you know, girls in bands and it's never been uh, anything too out of the ordinary from my perspective. Uh, so whenever uh, I have girls in bands on the podcast, it's just like, yeah, it's just like I don't think it's any different. It's just a band, right? Like I, I don't think they should be, uh, you know, categorized any differently or looked at differently. To me, it's just, uh, you know, like it's all the same. 
Yeah, and it's also like it's imperative to like keeping your scene alive. Like letting everybody in and like encouraging everyone is so important to like keeping the music alive and shit. Like, don't you want your scene to keep thriving? Like, just let people in. Like, let people make music and don't like other them. You know, like don't throw them into like a separate category. And how do you deal with that? Because I'm sure, like, obviously, um, you're going to continue to hear stuff like that because some people just. Uh, are yeah. kind of like ignorant still and just can't really uh, read the room or, uh, you know, have that certain level of respect. Um, I try to always like set the precedent, you know, like I always make a point to be like very like, you know, like I'll like turn things down that are like woman focused and stuff. Like not because I don't want to be involved with stuff like that, but I mm-hmm. just don't want to be put into this like other category. Like, if you respect me as who I am with my band, just like in general, like then perfect, that's fine. And like, I just, I try to stay away from things that are very like, you know, female fronted focus and stuff like that. And like, I'll correct people if they like, you know, make a post that says like, Oh, female fronted power violence. And I'm like, Oh, can you please like change that? Like, I I just, I don't like that. Like, I don't want to be like, Mm -hmm. like put out there in that way. Like, can you just like fix that? So like, I always just set the precedent and like, I'm just honest with people. Like I'll explain to people like why I feel that way. Like I'm like, I just, I want everybody to like, like from this point forward, I want people to be more aware of like how people want to be involved, you know, like, and also like, I just don't like to be viewed that way in, in life anyway, like even before music. So it's, it's very easy for me to just like make that distinguishing statement of like, let's not do that, you know? Cause there are also like people who like don't adhere to gender norms at all that are like, well, there's no category for me at all, you know, like don't exclude anyone basically. So like by putting myself out there as someone who's like confidently kind of like working against that, like it's also like helpful in including anybody that wants to be involved, you know? 100%. And I uh, back that and I, uh, you know, think it's awesome that you're uh, doing that currently because some people, uh, you know, can just be like these uh, weird white knights and want to, uh, just push that weird narrative right like oh like we gotta yeah. uh, you know support female fronted hardcore is just like how do we just support hardcore in general yeah like why like why are you creating this like other scene that is like like that now you're like oh well we have to work on this too like it's like that you're just like making it so that like the hardcore scene has this huge rift in it now like now you're just like kind of like screwing up your own scene yeah there was this band that I saw that I was a huge fan of, right? First time seeing them live, first time they, they, they made it to California. And, you know, the, the, there's a, a lot of uh, females in the band. And I remember the singer uh, <laughs> yelling, like, all the guys get the fuck out of the pit. And I'm like, oh, what the hell? Like, I, I didn't even know this was a thing. And, like, it, it made me feel really yeah. uncomfortable because, like, um, I, I was there to, to support that band because I, I, I like their music and I, I was looking forward to being able to to mosh. But when they made that mosh call for all the guys to get the fuck out of the pit, I was like, oh, this is really weird. I was like, I, I, yeah. I, I don't want to be a part of this. Yeah. And, and then it's like that type of like excluding to include does not like it does not work. You know what I mean? Like pushing other people out to like shove yourself in is just like something that's just going to like blow up in your face. I feel like, and like, Mm -hmm. obviously that like depends and stuff because I feel like fans that are like not white people should definitely be like boosted up because like white people have had the spotlight in like bands and stuff like, you know, like your stereotypical like band of like white dudes has been a thing for a really long time. So I feel like when it comes to that, 
like, yeah, absolutely. Like boost that up. But when it comes to like men and women and like any other gender being involved, like you have to let everybody in and like, you have to like not push people out to like put yourself in because then you're basically just like doing the same thing that was done to you. Yeah. There's this shirt. I think it's, I think it might be this shirt right here. Um, this band like infamously wouldn't sell merch to guys. So I had to like yeah. hit, hit up a friend like, yo, like go get me a shirt. Cause they, they won't sell it to me. Uh, yeah. so I, and anytime I, I, I go through my shirts, I, I see that band. I, I laugh because they're no longer around. Uh, but I'm like, yeah. I, but it's like, yeah, jokes on you. I, I, I got a piece of merch, even though I wasn't supposed to. Yeah. It's, it's, it's such a tough thing. Cause like, there's so much, like, like, I feel like the hardcore scene has changed so much in the past like decade now and i feel like people are having like a very you know like it's it's definitely a tough time like navigating it because like you want to like do what's right and you want to make sure that like everybody is getting the spotlight they deserve and it's so easy to go about it the wrong way you know Mm -hmm. yeah no i've seen it i've I've, I've seen people in places of power asking people weird questions in interviews and uh, just yeah. not uh, the, honestly like the, the thing is like the, like there's like uh, uh, just a lack of respect yeah and like you also have to like you know you have to like use your anger in like a productive way like it's okay to be mad about certain things but mm-hmm. like you have to like understand like now you're just putting yourself out there in a way that like comes off as very like spiteful when you do stuff like that you know like make a positive change in your scene don't like make it so that like you're that now you're your own like separate like aggressive category which is kind of how like i used to feel about like the men in bands like you know 10 years ago or so i was like oh like i could never be a part of that like now you're just creating that for yourself in like a separate way mm-hmm. no i i 100 agree because it, it definitely is way more common these days for uh you know bands to have girls in them and not to um get judged right because i i i know because i've been around for a long time like whenever um yeah certain bands would play there's like girls in it sometimes they would just not even get like certain people's like time of day um but like i said for me just being around for so long and witnessing it like it was never anything you know too odd about it it was just like yeah this is a person like another hardcore kid from the scene doing what hardcore kids do just starting a band yeah and it's it's also like i feel like people have to understand like the people in the scene that set the precedent of like it only being like a certain type of man or whatever, like they're so old now, you know what I mean? Like it's all going to like become obscure anyway. Like everything is going to run its course and like the dynamic is going to shift as time goes on anyway. Like you don't really have to like fight that hard against anything because like there are way more like-minded people than there are like non-like-minded people anyway, you know? So it's like, just let things run its course. Keep advocating for yourself. Like, keep working with what you have, and like, keep advocating for the people that you want to be a part of the scene. And like, just keep it going. Like, things will move on. Things will get better. Like, it's it's not like a it's not a war that has to be fought. Just make positive change. Hundred percent. I, I I feel like for people who uh, are truly passionate about their cause, like. Uh, as long as they stick to it, they could be that beacon of light to this like you know, next generation that they might not even know that they're inspiring. Because I, yeah. th- there's so many times where like I- I've met people who tell me that they're they've been inspired by people that I know, and um, it- it's just by them just doing what they do best, right? Is getting out there, uh, doing these bands, writing uh, lyrics that they feel strongly about, and uh, there's these young kids coming up who 
uh, are, are looking for uh, you know some sort of inspiration or, or are looking somewhere like to have an outlet because they they feel so lost in their normal life uh, you know outside of hardcore so i i just think for people uh who want to create change uh, you know just like like stay the course you know sometimes things might get tough but yeah. uh, you know if everything was easy right like you know uh, a lot of things wouldn't be worth fighting for yeah and when you're in like a creative situation like that and you're like trying to like push your music and stuff like that like you're gonna have some sort of like issue anyway you know like it's it's just like it's a tough thing to work on and like it's just something that like you're gonna face criticism like you're gonna face people that just like don't fuck with what you're doing at all and it's like just keep doing it like it's fine like as time wears on like there's way more people that are open to like everything than there are not like the people that are like not into what you're doing are just like they're just not up with the times really yeah and honestly it, it might not be for them but there's definitely an audience out there that is probably wanting to hear uh you know the type of music that you're playing that might not be familiar or if they already are then they'll be the ones that help you know wave that flag and get their friends or get you know their uh you know social circle like interested in, in what you guys are doing yeah and like it's just like it's very cool to see like all of these like young people that are like like I, I feel like there are a lot of people like me that like haven't been in bands before because they just like didn't feel like there was somewhere for them to go mm -hmm. that are like making the scene such a like dynamic and like lively place now because like these people are like bringing influences that people that have been in the music industry since it was more like exclusionary like might not have because like they just don't they aren't in a position where they have to like deal with those people anymore and so it's cool to see people that are like coming in that are like i guess like not jaded by like how the scene used to be like you have like these like fresh young faces coming in that like aren't like afraid of the past of the scene like they're not letting that limit them in any way for sure and that's awesome and they might not even be aware right because they're, they're yeah exactly uh, which better is off that way 100 <laughs> because there's there, there's young kids that, that i've met out here um, you know, they only know so much about the history of hardcore because they're still so new. And when I break down how certain things are and they're just like dumbfounded because they had no idea. I'm just like, fuck, I probably should have just kept some of that stuff in the dark because I don't want yeah. um, you guys to, 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 to get jaded or bummed out about hardcore. You guys are still young. Just just keep doing what you're doing. Just forget about like what I said and just, uh, you know, ha have your like, own experiences because a lot of this like dumb shit I'm talking about doesn't really affect you guys anyways. Yeah, that's exactly it, too. Like, that's why I always say, like, because you see, like, you know, you see old heads out and about and like, it's it's easy if you know about them to like wonder what they're thinking about your music and stuff but then like you see people who are like involved with you and like the people that you're actually going to be playing shows with and stuff and you see how like they're going about it and you're like oh like i'm fine like i'm that's nothing to worry about anymore. like it's just like there's a different like there's a different group of people that are active now and like it's it's just completely changed now it's it's super motivating honestly okay well that's really cool to hear because i often urge and remind people that the youth is what's important in every scene because they're going to be the ones that are hopefully going to be uh holding it down way past the current generation which is yeah uh, you know I, i'm uh you know not blind to the fact that i'm not going to be here forever supporting yeah. the scene obviously like you know hopefully like when i'm not supporting the scenes because i'm dead um not because yeah. <laughs> I, I like dropped out or whatever, but I, I just, yeah. uh, you know, let people know like, hey, like these kids are younger. They're the ones who are going to 
uh, create the next wave of hardcore. So let's just help yeah. guide them. Like, you know, you, you don't have to, uh, you know, like micromanage, but just kind of uh, just nudge them in, uh, you know, any kind of direction, just put them onto older bands from the area or, you know, ask like, you know, like what they are interested in and maybe give them a couple suggestions and let them find their own path and hope that they're you know down for hardcore, just like, you know, the, just like the ones that are been around for a long time. Yeah, it's funny too, like how fast everything changes too, because even like a few years ago, like I was like, oh, like I'm in like my prime in the scene right now. You know, like I'm, I'm like young, like I'm like at the forefront, I'm like watching all the new stuff unfold. Like I'm seeing all of these like new bands come out. And like, even now, like I'm like turning 25 this year and I'm like, well, like there now there's younger generations coming in that are like even younger and they're like even smarter. Like these kids are like, like geniuses and they're like, well-versed in everything and they have like amazing social etiquette and they like advocate for themselves and i'm like dude these kids are incredible like hardcore is going to be just fine <laughs> honestly yeah like they're even like better off than like like i'm like wow they know more than even i do and i thought like i i had my finger on the pulse like these like the stuff that's coming out of hardcore right now is like amazing honestly mm -hmm. yeah th there's like these uh a uh, group of young kids um from new jersey they, they play in a band called reaching out and like oh yeah yeah i love reaching out <laughs> yeah yeah and just for how talented they are and uh for their age i'm like holy shit they're like light years ahead of where i was yeah. when i was at their age when i was their age i was just focused on trying to get to shows but they're out there yeah. putting out records playing shows and doing really cool shit yeah. so like that that's a band that i look at and i'm like wow like that's really awesome and uh you know i'm proud of them and hopefully uh you know they're able to uh, you know be around for a long time and uh, you know help keep their scene alive but also like hopefully influence like you know other scenes outside of new jersey yeah having that like you know having that energy when you're younger too because obviously like every few years like you change and you're like all right i can't i can't be out every night like i can't be putting in all this work all the time like having that like young energy and like being on the right path is just like they're they're going crazy with it like they're just like they're doing everything right mm -hmm. honestly and they're like working so hard at it and like they have all the time in the world for it which is like amazing for them 100 percent um but yeah and i live in a place where um do you hear that yeah i do hear that we're getting invaded what is that i know i is that your end <laughs> i don't think so i'm on my uh I'm just on my computer. That's wild. Yeah, I have no idea what that is. Honestly, that's super weird. It's like very like faint too. Like I can't even tell what it is. It was, it was someone speaking Spanish. Um, hopefully somebody out there can translate uh, what is going on. The the podcast is getting invaded. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, no one is around me right now, so there. I mean, maybe a ghost. I'm not sure. That's my that's my strongest theory. Okay, I I used to be an amateur ghost hunter, so don't get me started. I mean, yeah, it's probably the best time to start hunting now because that's that's all I've got. Okay, I I quit when something followed me home. That was like that was my worst nightmare, right? Because I didn't want to end up in like a paranormal activity movie. But like the one, the the first and only night that something followed me home, I was like, all right, I quit. I called my friend like the next morning. I was like, yeah. I can't can't do this anymore. It was it was crazy. Yeah, they always say like you're supposed to leave work at the door. You know, like don't take your work home with you, and that that goes for anything. 100 percent i um it's all because we I, I feel like we're messing with like it's like remnants of like and this sounds crazy but like black magic and like weird shit because my um 
my old roommate, his, his, his longtime girlfriend, um, they, they had this one house that was like passed down through like, you know, generations of like families. Um, and yeah. at, at like one point, uh, his girlfriend's uh, aunts like lived there and they were like uh, witches, apparently, which I've never met them, but apparently they were witches yeah. and, and they did all their uh, black magic in this one very specific room. And then eventually yeah. uh, they moved out. The house got passed down to my roommate's girlfriend's parents. So they live there just like it's like a normal family. And the room where the uh, you know aunts did their black magic, it was just like a storage room for uh the current family they just put toys in there and just like random stuff and yeah. they would always uh tell me they're like yeah like uh there's like these like toys from like the 80s like battery battery operated toys that have no batteries in it that just go off in the middle of the night and to me i'm like this is i'm like you guys are full of shit like like yeah like i don't believe it and they're like no like for sure like come over and like we'll show you and we used to yeah. uh, you remember the show community yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we used to do like weekly like watch parties together and we would do it yeah. at that at that house and there'd be times where like we we're all in the living room watching community and then the kitchen sink would just turn on and we're like oh okay and they're like, like this is it like things like this happen all the time so uh like we would go hang out in like the local cemetery and like try to conjure up ghosts yeah. and do whatever shit and then it finally built up to this one night where we're like all right like we're going to the toy room um, one of my friends brought like his night vision goggles that he got with like a Call of Duty pre-order because we were going to see some <laughs> some ghosts in night vision, whatever. Um, yeah. And, and like uh, it was like honestly like one of the strangest things that I've ever experienced because um, as soon as you crossed like the threshold, it felt like way different. Like it felt like you were in there with like like weights on your body. It was just like this like different atmosphere. But, you know. Yeah maybe it was our mind is playing tricks on us i don't know but like we like stayed in there uh nothing happened and then i went i, I didn't go home i, I went to my uh, girlfriend's house at the time and then that's yeah. where like i like um had this like crazy like experience uh, it was like sleep paralysis and it was just like scared me enough to not ever want to do it again but but i, I i'm still a fan of that stuff like i, I went to like Zach Bagan's uh, like haunted museum in Las Vegas, which was oh, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> went and did that, which was like pretty crazy. Like me and my buddy Nate, uh, we did like the VIP, like it was called like the RIP package. And like, we were able to go down to the basement where they like allegedly yeah. like murdered like women and children. And they had like a, 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 they had like a spirit box going. And, and like when Nate and I walked down there, um, it like greeted us, which was like really strange. And even when we were leaving, like I wanted to get out of there faster than my friend Nate did. Um, and yeah. like as we were leaving, it like yelled like goodbye, which was like really weird. Yeah, no, stuff like that for me is always like I've never like doubted it or anything, but I'm always like hesitant to involve myself in it. Like, because like you know, we like play in Massachusetts a lot, and like we're like out in that area and stuff. And like I see all these people in like Salem and stuff that are so like heavily involved with it and like mm -hmm. very like inviting to it. And I'm like, I will definitely talk about it with you, but I. I think I'm too stupid to to dabble in that because I think I would have things like following me home and like haunting me forever. Yeah, no, I'm telling you, like that's why <laughs> the, the one night where I like uh, had that like sleep paralysis and was dealing with like a demon type thing, it was just yeah. like I'm good because yeah, I, like let's definitely talk about it, but I don't want to like I don't want to like talk to them, like I don't want to be involved with any of that. Hundred percent. People that like do spells and like seances and stuff. I'm like, nah, I, I can't go to stuff like that. I don't. I, I'm not. I'm not with it enough. I don't know how you like keep yourself 
safe in situations like that. Oh no no no! Like it, it, it's like way in the past. Like like these days, I uh, don't want to do anything that involves that. Like I, uh, yeah. like where I work, I drive between like three different cemeteries like every day, and I I think about it. And I'm like oh. It would be fun, but then also it would be fun up until like I had another experience like that and I would get quickly reminded why I quit the first time. Oh, yeah. I always just like because I like I don't know, like I'll like walk in cemeteries and stuff and like you kind of like I feel like, you know, you can feel that like weird like magnetic draw on it almost like, you know, like when you're like dealing with like paranormal things, like sometimes you can like feel that like weird like draw if you're like aware of it, mm -hmm. you know, and like I'm just like acknowledged thumbs up to the ghosts don't worry i'm just passing through you know i've had two crazy experiences in the cemetery because like we like specifically would hang out in like the oldest part of the cemetery because we, yeah. we i don't know what our logic was but we thought okay maybe like these are like the oldest angriest ghosts maybe like they'll yeah. <laughs> come out and like interact with us um yeah but one time we were like walking through just like a bunch of headstones and it was like there's like three of us and I was the back of the group and we're going through yeah. the we're going through the headstones and this is like an outdoor cemetery like your normal cemetery like we're like going through it and there's like these like and this is like you know three four in the morning um, and there's like these really like extreme like temperature changes like going from like yeah. really cold to really hot to really cold and we started to freak out so we started like you know walking faster and like I said I was at the back yeah. of the group and I was wearing a, a, a hoodie and something yanked my hoodie like off my head and That's crazy. yeah and definitely wasn't anybody in the group because like i said i was like the last person in the line and that yeah. was like really scary um but you know how do you explain that maybe it was the wind i don't know whatever um but another time like right by the oldest like headstones was the mausoleum where my grandma actually is because she, she got cremated so she she's in this like mausoleum yeah and we were in the old headstones, just calling out, "Hey, is anybody there? Like, talk to us, whatever." Yeah. Just like doing like the stupidest shit. Um, yeah. But then, uh, out of nowhere, we hear this lady in the distance, but nobody can understand what she's saying. And mind you, this is like three in the morning. Like we're freaking out because it's just like, "Whoa!" Like, what is is that an actual yeah. person, or is this like, are we finally talking to a ghost? And nobody can understand what she's saying. But then it clicks in my brain, like, "Holy shit!" she's speaking cambodian because like i'm like half cambodian half filipino and she, yeah. like and like the language that we're hearing from like you know faintly in the distance is cambodian and i'm like there's no way that's my grandma trying to talk to us so yeah. we're just kind of like because i told them I'm like dude that's not english that's cambodian and they're like how do you know i'm like dude because that's what my mom and like everybody speaks at home i know yeah. like what it sounds like and then i and they didn't know this until i told them yeah. like, i'm like my grandma is in that mausoleum and, oh my god yeah and they were just like tripping that's out that's like crazy yeah the only like I, I feel like the only weird experience i've ever had in a cemetery is like one time i like left work and like i used to be a process server so like every single day of my life was like so stressful like people were always so pissed off at me okay so like i was like i was like leaving work and i was like ah oh, dude like i need to like unwind like i need to like take a walk or something because i was just like so frustrated so i like pulled into this cemetery because i was like oh this place looks nice like i just felt like it would be like a good place to take a walk so I'm like walking through and for some reason, like I walked directly over to this headstone and like, I almost felt like, like I was like, oh, I'll start there. Like I have to go over there. Like for some reason, like it just felt like the most natural course. Mm -hmm. And then I like stopped in the first headstone that I looked at 
and like stopped in front of was like the headstone of these kids who had gotten murdered by their mom like in the area like years ago mm-hmm. that like would have been around my age at this point and i was like oh oh that's weird that like it felt like i like that was the only headstone that i walked directly over to and it just felt like i was almost being like drawn there for some reason and i was like oh that that like freaked me out like i was like i gotta go scary stuff really interesting I, yeah but i feel like these days i'm more fascinated by like ufos than the paranormal yeah <laughs> um, i feel like for me i don't know like for ufos and stuff like that like i'm almost like i feel like i'm kind of unmotivated by them lately because of like all the stuff that's been going on with like the government and space and so mm-hmm. like the government's too involved in the space. I'm gonna, I, I gotta talk to these ghosts. Like they're, they don't even know who the government is anymore. <laughs> yeah. Like, with, and also like with like Elon Musk and like SpaceX and stuff. I'm like, that dude is too far in space. Mm-hmm. I'm like, he won't just like leave space alone for me to enjoy. Yeah. It's strange. But it is like a boundless thing that you can like, just like the history of like space exploration and stuff. You can just dive into that like for the rest of your life and still hardly know anything about it. I feel like. Yeah, I I always laugh at, and uh, I'll, I'll watch like flat Earth videos just just to get a kick out of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, space definitely is interesting because I love uh, like sci-fi stuff. So I I, I, yeah. I I always wonder like, will there be a time where like all of humanity is going to have to depart from Earth and go to like Earth two or wherever else is next? <laughs> well, yeah, and also when those like I feel like it was like maybe 2016 maybe a little bit later than that but when they like declassified all of those files about ufos like that shit was crazy because i was like dude you can't trust anything like i was like sitting here like gaslighting myself for years about this and now they're like oh yeah yeah, yeah. there was a practical use behind that those ufos and stuff you guys you guys were right and i was like that's so crazy and then like when you learn about the actual use of like ufos too in like like your everyday life you're like oh shit like that's like that's like dark like there's like a crazy like dark history to it even beyond like things that we like don't know about related to like ufos and stuff like that yeah because you gotta think okay if there's a time where they like reveal like hey the aliens are here then it's just like your your mind's just like holy fuck like what else is out there like how much do they know that they haven't revealed yet and like what other are there other species like are like can we finally like enter a wormhole go to like another dimension it's time travel finally gonna be a thing i don't know there's just so many questions and like when they declassify something huge like that because there were like so many declassified files like i was like going through them and i was like dude i'm starting to feel like i work at nasa like this is insane it's like what's classified like like, what's going on that like we have no idea about now the titanic yeah <laughs> <laughs> all the aliens are underneath <laughs> laughing at these weirdos going to see the the titanic yeah literally that's, that's what it seems like honestly hmm. okay well i i could go on for for hours about ufos and like one, one of my friends and i were like talking the other day and i was just like he kind of made me realize that like all the information that like i'm like trying to talk to him about ufos like isn't like what's like normal or uh, what they're into and i'm just like oh okay maybe i'm just going to a little too deep down these like tiktok uh you know rabbit holes yeah i'm i'm on more of like the paranormal side of tiktok so i definitely need like a fill-in on the on the ufo side of tiktok 
Yeah, the, <laughs> there was a family recently in Las Vegas where like, a UFO crashed in their backyard. I'm not sure if you like heard about that story. No, I didn't hear about that. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, it, it's pretty crazy. You, you should definitely like go down that rabbit hole on, on TikTok because it, it, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, and like, do people more popularly think that that's like? Because I feel like there's like a very like definite split of people who are like aliens or like the government are the main involvement in like the UFOs and I like like hearing about like that discourse and stuff like that about like people's theories and stuff mm -hmm. yeah so it's funny when like stuff like that happens like well like who do people think is responsible for that you know yeah it could be the Anunnaki or it could be us from the future there's <laughs> there it, it could be anything to be honest yeah that's what I think bugs me out the most because it's like okay there's obviously like a lot of shit going on in space but like <laughs> who's, who's doing this you know like what is this yeah like occasionally something crashes down and we're all just like what's going on mm -hmm. in the sky like who's who's orchestrating all of this you know yeah and why are they coming here that's that, that, that's something that I, i'm always curious about like what's so special about earth yeah what are they doing in vegas all the lights maybe yeah <laughs> <laughs> i have no idea yeah but okay, I could go on for hours about UFOs, um, but <laughs> I appreciate your time today, Nicole. This has been really yeah. awesome. I'm a fan of the new record. Everyone, you made it this far, you know, finish the podcast and then go stream Animus out <laughs> everywhere now by, by this point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm I'm so excited to like be involved with like podcasts and stuff like that because like, you know, like, you're supporting the scene like i'm supporting the scene like we're both like working in like very different aspects for like the same goal and like it's with social media and stuff like that like we've been talking about a lot like I, it's so important to have like people like you involved in the scene like you know like getting to know people and like talking about other bands and like stuff like that and like you know kind of like connecting with musicians on a personal level like that shit is so important and it means so much you know so i really appreciate your time today like i appreciate you having me and i Thank you for talking about the new record and like checking it out. Like I'm, I'm super stoked about that. So no, the, the, the feeling is mutual. Like I, I, I do this to uh, help promote and push things that I think are awesome. So uh, like I said, the feeling is mutual. I appreciate your time. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you everybody for tuning in. We appreciate your time and we'll be back soon. Goodbye. <laughs>